This podcast is produced by EnergeticCity.ca, your only local and independent news in Northeast BC. To support local news and this podcast, go to EnergeticCity.ca slash join to find out more. Now, an in-depth look at the news and information shaping our community. This is Moose Talks with your host, Doug Craig on Moose FM. Welcome to the show today. Now, a little later on, we're going to be talking with Gord Humphrey and Jason Palfy of the Peace River Country, pardon me, Peace Country River Rats, to talk about jet boat racing in the Peace and how the season is shaping up so far. It's wonderful Taylor Flats 200 coming up uh, in a couple weeks, uh, but more on that a little bit later. Welcome the mayor of Tumbler Ridge, Daryl Krakowka, who uh, joins us from Tumbler Ridge, I believe, this morning. Uh, Daryl, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks for the invite, Warren. Hey, I'm very happy uh, you're joining us here. So uh, earlier this week, we knocked on wood and said, hopefully we're able to have a bit of a happier conversation uh, during this interview when we set it up. And we can, because Tumblr Ridge residents uh, were able to start returning home yesterday uh, because you've rescinded the evacuation order. Can you give us kind of a quick update on how that's going? Have you seen, uh, as far as you know, most of the residents returning home yet? Yeah, so I was actually able to get out last night out of the office early. So I've actually stayed in Tumbler Ridge the whole time. So it was great. It was great to see people out cutting their lawns, uh, the children out riding their bikes and playing. And, yeah, it was uh, it was phenomenal to see some of the families come back. I don't know the number, but it, not everybody came back all at once uh, yesterday. So I know we're going to see some more today, which is great because that, that just helps uh, the highway safety and stuff like that, people not trying to rush back. So, yeah, it's great to see the residents back in Tumblr. Yeah, how how's the smoke situation in town there? As you say, people were out and about, so it must not be that bad in terms of the air quality, eh? No, with the uh, wind wind coming out of the west and still going east, it's you know it's obviously taking the smoke to other municipalities, which you know it's probably tough. I would think somewhere down in the Dawson area and stuff like that, but yeah, it's fairly clear here. So that, that's really assisted us. I mean, we can see the, the uh, Wolverine Valley and even our Ridge Mountain, the Bald Spot. You can see it fairly clear this morning. That's wonderful. Um, just as kind of the, the, the leader of the community, the elected leader anyway, tell us kind of your feelings right now. I, I, it must be relief after kind of having a week where you stayed in Tumblr Ridge, and but most of the people were, you know, heading to Chetwin, Dawson Creek, Fort St. John, and even into Alberta to evacuate. It must be... It must feel good to, as you say, see them coming back, eh? And, and relieved it would be a good way to describe it, eh? Yeah, it's a huge relief knowing that, you know, our own local volunteer fire department and even BC Wildfire Service, all the mutual aid fire departments, the mutual aid with BC Wildfire Services, you know, we lost no houses, uh, we've lost trees and stuff like that. But, you know, that's, that's, that's what we hoped for the whole time is weather, the rain, the wind changing, and it did. And uh, like I said, we didn't lose any structures and stuff like that. And uh, that's the best part of it. Mm -hmm. I wanted to take a minute to ask you a bit about the support you did receive from other communities. Um, The original order said, you know, go to Chetwin, go to Dawson Creek. Um, It wasn't too long after that you had to start diverting people to Fort St. John because there just wasn't hotel space. There weren't supports available in those two towns. Uh, talk a bit about the support you did receive from um, other municipalities in the area who were happy to take in residents while, uh, you know, they weathered the situation. Yeah, I mean, to be honest, all those communities are great and the cities are great. I know when the order first came out, it was all directed to Dawson Creek. That was the first PSS and reception center that was able to get open. 
And then I'm not sure how long it took. I'll be honest. I don't, I didn't uh, have the timelines. And then Chetwin came on board as well with Highway 29 being open. And I know ESS, I, I'm, I'm not an ESS uh, worker or in that field, but I know they communicate very well between all their organizations, between Dawson and, and Chetwin and then Fort St. John. So obviously they know how many rooms they have available. So as obviously Chetwin started to fill up, they were obviously relaying, saying that information to, to Dawson and Dawson knew that they were starting to fill up. So Fort St. John also uh, was already activated. So then they started sending some of our residents up to Fort St. John to reception there. Yeah, and I did want to take a moment, too, to ask you a bit about um, the situation where some some residents went to uh, Grand Prairie to evacuate. And now I guess it's sort of resolved itself because they're able to come home now. But uh, they weren't able to access some of the supports because they had decided to go uh, to Alberta. Did that surprise you that there was some sort of a situation that prevented that from happening that was, you know, an interprovincial problem? And and are you in spite of the fact that everyone's coming home, are you still open to work, you know, with with Mike Bernier and with other kind of interested parties to say if we have to be evacuated again, whether it's us, Chetwin, Dawson Creek, Fort St. John and people want to cross the border. This needs to be a situation that's resolved because. People are going to go to Alberta if they have to evacuate sometimes. Yeah, I, I, I totally agree with you. And I thank you for the question because I did have some residents reach out that did uh, go on to Grand Prairie. You know, some went our back way. So we have some back uh, forth roads that you can make it into Grand Prairie. So some chose to go that way. Some did go through, whether it was through Chatwin and Dawson or directly to Dawson. I mean, you know, said that they're full, that they need to move on to Fort St. John. Some of those residents thought, you know, like, do you go to Fort St. John and hope for a room or get there and be turned around? So I understand that. So some have reached out. I know I talked to one lady during uh, through Messenger. I explained to her what I was being told by ESS and our own EOC that, you know, please phone Dawson Creek, get registered. They'll tell you that they still have rooms. And, if you know, if you're comfortable, come back. She did. I, I'm not sure how big her family is. She did. And I know some did not. So I know there. I had another individual reach out. He's got some seniors with them. Uh, and stuff like that. And I'll be straightforward. Um, it's not something that's off my plate. Uh, I sent email after email back to our EOC. And I know I know our EOC has sent that off to the ESS and reception. It went all the way to the regional, uh, which I believe is in Prince George. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't remember what day. And uh, they have sent that off right directly to the minister's office. So we are waiting to hear back. And I, I, you know, I hope to meet these residents in town as they return. I don't plan on letting that go. Um, I have a meeting today with uh, Bob Zimmer. Mike Bernier's reached out, and he understands it too. He used to be in government. Now he's the, uh, the opposition, and he understands that interprovincial stuff, and I get it. But when you have a fire and you're being told to evacuate immediately, people try to go wherever they know they can go. We had people go as far as uh, Penticton, Oliver, Prince uh-huh. George, Mackenzie. And my understanding, some of those individuals got help because obviously they're in the province of B.C., but I'm not, this isn't over. Um, I will be sending another email again. Um, I do have direct contact with Minister Ma. Um, I don't think I want to text her and say, hey, listen, I need this. I think they need to work through their plans and hear from their ESS reception. And I'm, I'm still, like, I hope we can get them assistance. And I hope they kept receipts. And, you know, we'll wait for the for the government to tell us that, no, they're not going to do it. And this is why. And then, obviously, I'll have to talk to those residents. I mean, it's not three residents, like the one gentleman I talked to uh via Facebook, he wouldn't email me, and that's fine, or call. Um, there were some seniors with him, and I understand when you get a senior settled in a, in a hotel finally after five or six hours of being on a highway, 
they don't want to move. They don't want to be uproar. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I'm still working on it. I know people don't think I was, but 100%. I've sent those emails, waiting for replies. Nothing goes fast uh, in receiving those answers what they expect from us. I want your take on the uh, the stories. Uh, we heard about it and, and, and did an article about it at energeticcity.ca, along with you and sort of emergency services like firefighters and stuff. Uh, there were some residents who chose uh, not to obey uh, the evacuation order, but uh, they decided to start helping out. They were looking after people's animals that got left behind, turning off gas valves, uh, that sort of thing. What did you make of that, uh, the situation, those few residents who, who stayed behind but, but were helpful to the residents who you know, left in a hurry as, as they were supposed to? Yeah, and I understand. Like we put an order out. We put the order out for a reason. That was uh, on uh, the experience of BC wildfires. There was, they're the ones that uh, called in, gave the fire behavior and the risk assessment, gave that direction or, or that overview. And, and then obviously we started the process of signing a, a, a local state of emergency and that process to, to evacuate. I am, I do understand people stayed back to help out and whether it was watering gardens or whatever they did. Again, I take my opinion and take the experience from BC Wildfire Service, the partners they work with, our EOC. And honestly, to me, yeah, we have to follow the order. We're trying to save lives. That's my job, uh, public safety. Um, so my comment would be these people that want to stay behind, the best thing to do is, you know, join our volunteer fire department, join our local search and rescue. They need more members. And, you know, again, they're Canadians. They have a right to make that decision. But an order is there for, for a reason. It was for public safety. Um, obviously, we're a small community, so I know quite a few of these residents. So, you know, I understand people are, are very thankful that their gardens were there and stuff. But, again, I have to follow the direction of the professionals. And that's, you know, hearing from BC Wildfire Services, but also hearing from our EOC and, and make those decisions. It, you know, it's tough being on that side. And people call you a politician and um, – you know, we're here. I'm here for public safety. Uh, mm-hmm. That's what I can say to that. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, one final uh, question uh, for you. Well, we kind of look ahead now. Uh, as you said, the fire's kind of blown back on itself, essentially. Got some rain, some more rain, uh, I believe, is forecast kind of coming up uh, very soon. So what's kind of next? Because, of course, the town is still under an evacuation um, alert. It's not an order, but everyone still has to be ready to go at a moment's notice. What's... What are we kind of looking for in the forecast to keep pushing this fire away? What, what's our kind of best case scenario here? Yeah, so I understand. So I'll be honest, I didn't get a full update by BC Wildfire Service. I, I don't sit in all those meetings, so you know, I listen to the update we get. Again, weather. We need the wind to keep coming from the west going east, which, you know, again, I know it does threaten other, other areas of our uh, region, so whether it's uh, One Island Lake and stuff, but, you know, and rain. Uh, I believe our forecast predicted up to 50 to 100 millimeters of rain within our area. Where it hits, we're not sure, but we need the rain. We need the rain. BC Wildfire Service, I know, is still working on a fire guard. So, you know, they're the professionals when it comes to fighting uh, the, the forest fires, and, and that's what we take. So we understand how they're going to put a guard in and, and where. I'm not sure of the location, but you know, weather, rain. We need rain. And I don't, it's not just uh, Tumblr Ridge. The whole Peace Regional District needs rain. Uh, you look north of Fort St. John. I mean, they need a ton of rain up there as well. And, mm-hmm. you know, our hearts go up to those people too. It's not, we don't just care about Tumble Ridge. I mean, uh, I mean, you're from Fort St. John and, you know, we're, we live in God's country up here. You know, it's, uh, we're all one big uh, group that comes to support each other. And when we've seen that with Doss Creek, Fort St. John, Chatwin, but also their fire departments. Like we had Chatwin's fire department here, Coos Coobie's fire department, Doss Creek's, Charlie Lake's. 
Like, it's phenomenal how everybody comes together. Wonderful. Well, uh, Daryl, I'm really grateful you took a few minutes to uh, chat with us today. And again, I'm happy we were able to have a happier conversation with everyone uh, coming back. Uh, we'll, of course, keep watching this story closely and uh, hopefully we'll be able to touch base again and have uh, more happy news to share. So thanks for your time today. Yeah, well, thank you again. Yeah, anytime you want to be uh, want me available. And just again, just for the people that did go into Grand Prairie, you know, feel free to reach out. I'll be in my office all weekend. I'd like to hear it from them just so we they understand that I'm still waiting for that answer. And, and then I'll have their names so I know where the contacts need to happen. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay, thanks, Daryl. Thank you. All right, that's the mayor of Tumbler Ridge, Daryl Krakowka. Now we'll be right back to talk all about the BC Peace, Run, uh, Peace Country River Rats right after this on Moose Talks. All right, welcome back to the show. I'm Dub Craig. Uh, we're very happy now to be uh, in the presence of some wonderful people from the BC Peace Country River Rats. We're joined now by Gord Humphreys and Jason Palfi, who is uh, president up until, I guess, this year. Thank you both for being here. Thank, Thanks for having us. Yeah, you're very welcome. You can get a little closer oh, to that mic, Jason. You, you've got to love. Make love to the mic, Jason. Yeah, perfect. <laughs> so the River Rats, uh, you're kind of like a, I guess, jet boating competition team club sort of situation. Tell me a bit about uh, what you guys do. Uh, well, we, lot water users <laughs> is what we go by. Um, the club, we do put on our functions, whether it's the poker rally uh, races, and then also uh, we do a river cleanup. We have a couple. We have a few campsites along the river for water users, canoers, kayakers, jet boaters, whatever your means of transportation of getting there, and mm-hmm. we maintain them and keep them open. I public. see. Yeah, so it's not just about the jet boat racing; it's just no, water it, using it, in general. You're sort of like stewards of, of, of kind of the area, I yes. yeah. yeah. Fascinating. Well, I mean, but you are both jet boaters, so tell me a bit about getting into that. Like, how did you? How did yeah, that the, become something that you do? <laughs> well, well, the club also it 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 gives us uh, an opportunity to to come together. So mm-hmm. the jet boaters, water users, um, it gives us a good club, a good group, um, basically to to pull together and network with. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and, and it's pretty advanced. The club has uh, you know we raise money through. Uh, memberships and sponsorships mm-hmm. and it's not just a club a meeting um we've done uh infrastructure improvements uh, building pavilion down at peace island park mm-hmm. a playground for the kids and we have a structure up at happy hour that we built and so you know it's it it, it the it's a lot deeper roots than just just the club it uh, you know we're trying to give back to the community yeah that's it's wonderful I, everyone we we love reading the stories about what uh, you guys have been doing for the community. Um, I mean, how did you both get involved in it then? I mean, you must have been water users before and just saw, oh, well, I could I could be a part of this, I suppose, eh? Well, um, the, yeah. Uh, for me, it was just an access to the backcountry, mm-hmm. um, getting in and seeing areas that people don't see on a regular basis. And, and then it turned into joining something that a guy liked to do, whether you're into cars or atvs or whatever it was just there was a there was a club that was on the water and that's how i ended up joining and and i think i've been involved now for almost 20 years Uh with the with 
Peace Country River Rats. Wow. Was it was it were you already like a jet boater enthusiast before or just like... No, no, it was just I came across one of our old time members that's been there since well, quite a bit of time and he, he asked to uh, go for a jet boat ride and <laughs> ever since you go up there and you just you you fall in love with it. It's, yeah. you know, it's and uh, all of a sudden it was I think a year or two later I'd bought my own jet boat and you learn by doing and you get out there and see some different country. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Same question yeah. you, Gord. How'd you get in? Yeah, it, mine was, it's a, it's a bit different. Um, I actually was asked to navigate for a race team in 2000, I believe, quite a few years ago. Date myself. Mm-hmm. But uh, <laughs> so so I navigated in a, in a race boat. It was quite an entry-level race boat, but, uh, you know, by the time I finished, and that was my first experience really even river boating was straight into racing so so i started off same thing with just an entry level race boat in that year and and then it just took off at uh you know and and then and then it exponentially went crazy so then i started doing what jason is doing and doing backcountry jet boating mm-hmm. um you know highly involved in the racing so really that's what what got me into it and you know it's a, it's, it's a it's a great place to be yeah how big of a sport would you say this is kind of in the peace country? I mean, you have the, you hold the competitions, the Taylor Flats coming up uh, very soon. Uh, you get lots of people out to, to these events that you put on? Yeah, well, there's, we have uh, three communities in the peace. So uh, Peace River, Alberta, and uh, Taylor, Fort St. John, our club. And then we have a club, there is a club in Grand Prairie. Oh, they okay. all, ho- they, the three host race. And so they come in the series. So it's the, first second third round of the series of racing mm-hmm. um and then on a larger scale every fourth year we put on a world championship wow so on a weekend race you know we can see 20 to 30 competitors on the course of a weekend race and then on when we put on a world championship every fourth year we'll see in excess of 60 teams uh from wow. around the world wow and i mean that that must say something about the the group you have here that you have the the cachet to put on a world championship that you're on the map in order for you know competitors to come here to to do that eh yeah yeah and that's we and you know what that stems back to the infrastructure that we have built over the years um they, they enjoy coming here because we have great boat launch facility uh camping at peace island park and mm-hmm. and uh we have a pretty organized race so yeah no it's it's great do you think there's something about, I, I, I didn't put this on the question list, so you could say I don't know, but do you think there's something about the Peace River that makes it so ideal for this, the way it winds? Is it, like, is there something unique about it that that allows for this, that makes this sport happen here? You know what I mean? Yeah, once again, it's uh, facility-based. Yeah. Um, a lot of the other racers there's uh, a, a lot of travel um uh, where you can camp where you can stay where you can put the event on it's it can't all be done in one spot mm-hmm. um we have the luxury of our races we have everything we we can they can pull in with race boats crews um we have one facility you don't have to leave it and we can do all the racing and then of course uh, you know we race on the we have a fantastic circuit race 
we have a great course down for the circuits and then we race up the pine and it's uh, you know the pine's always unique at speed with you know multiple hazards so <laughs> so and, and water level so it changed so it, it it's a unique event and mm-hmm. uh, people they, they really enjoy it yeah wonderful well um <clears throat> the season's kind of already underway for you i think uh you've uh, you won a pair of trophies at race the joe in illinois just like last month tell me a bit about that is this does this mean you can kind of race all year round if you kind of go south into the United States? Yeah, and that was Idaho. Oh, um, sorry, Idaho. Pardon yeah, me. <laughs> yeah, no no worries. Yeah, we did compete in Idaho. That was the second round of a four-round series um, in, in its uh, Race the Joe. And we were, yeah, we were fortunate to have a, a first overall win, and we had a fast course time. For the weekend so that was good um yeah and as far as is running around we are going to return to a fourth race of this their series in lewiston idaho in mm-hmm. the end of august yeah and that uh, it keeps going there's uh we are gonna be competing in new zealand in wow. the fall in october and that is a world championship and uh so we, so we've been in Mexico, we've been in New Zealand. That is basically the four countries, Canada and the United States, that uh, that put on this the racing. Wow, what a it must be uh, getting your your boat to New Zealand. I guess you kind of got to ship it to yourself there. Yeah, right? throw yeah. it in container and <laughs> send it off. Wow, wow, what a that's that's amazing. Um, I did want to quickly make sure we talk a bit about Taylor Flats, uh, the 200. It's coming up kind of Canada Day weekend. Tell us a, about that and where people listening, if they're like, I want to go to that, where how they get involved, how they can watch. Well, it's, uh, there's no commission. It's, um, it starts on the 30th in, uh, in Taylor. Uh-huh. Um, we've been working closely with uh, the community of Taylor, and I think they've got it now where we're shutting down kind of the frontage road uh-huh. there in front of the Taylor pub and the pizza store. And we've got, uh, we've got a show and shine happening there and a tech spec. Um, uh, what else we got going on here? You being handed a poster yeah, to hold up. poster the here. You know, we got <laughs> to read. <laughs> there's going to be the classic car club, uh, the car culture club, um, the show and shine for all the for the race boats. We got to be there for a tech spec for the race weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, an RC club is going to be there. Um, yeah, they've made. Uh, there's going to be a popcorn stand, um, face painting, mini donuts. Uh, yeah, all the things for the kids. It's our uh, it's our tenth. Um, our 10th race uh-huh. so kind of a big celebration um we do have eagle vision coming to look after a bunch of the races yeah the race stuff so um we're hoping to have the big screen all set up down at uh the taylor boat launch for spectators because um, it can be a quite uh you know you watch the boats go by and that's what you see so we're hoping to get a little more footage for spectators to see and it's free of charge show up find out the times um, yeah, yeah, the times are yeah June thirtieth. It's uh, six till eight is the the show and shine, and with boats, bikes, cars, RV cars, and then RC cars. Sorry, and then uh, the races get underway uh, July first. Um, the morning runs are up the pine. They get underway at nine o'clock, um, but uh, for the people to come down and 
and see what's happening. We have the circuit races where they can keep the eyes on the boats, and they start at 2 o'clock mm-hmm. on a Saturday afternoon and 2 o'clock on Sunday afternoon. Okay. And you could go down into Peace Island Park to watch those then? Peace yeah. Island yeah. Park, and Perfect. it's free to watch. Awesome. Free is the, the best part of this <laughs> yeah. whole thing. Awesome. Well, there you have it. Something definitely worth checking out. I appreciate both of you uh, coming down here uh, to talk about it. And, uh, yeah, I hope uh, continued good uh, season for Unnatural Disaster and for the River Rats. Thank you so much for both being here today. Yeah. Thank you for having us. You're very welcome. Uh, again, that was Gord Humphrey and Jason Palfey with, uh, well, their boat is Unnatural Disaster, but with the BC Peace Country River Rats. Well, that's the show for us today. Thanks to our guests, Daryl Krakowka and Gord Humphrey and Jason Palfey for being here. Make sure you stay up to date every morning with local news delivered straight to your inbox. You can sign up for the energeticcity.ca newsletter right now at energeticcity.ca slash newsletters. You can also keep up on local municipal government politics with our Peace Politics newsletter and learn about some excellent local events and ideas for... um, Uh, getting out and about in the peace with our brand new summer events newsletter again sign up for a few or all of them now at energeticcity.ca slash newsletters that's our show jordan prentice and trey lopashinsky are the producers of moose talks i'm dub craig be well Thanks for listening to this energeticcity.ca podcast. Energeticcity.ca is your only local and independent news in Northeast BC. To help keep us independent and to support this podcast, go to energeticcity.ca slash join.